Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of Walk On Radio. Humph, how are you feeling today? I'm good. Uh, this is a, a busy week. We had we had an FCS episode earlier this week. We had a great interview with uh, Kevin Marshall from FCS Nation Radio, uh, but that doesn't mean the NFL is not happening this week, so we definitely wanted to get an episode out and talk about the upcoming games. Yeah, so we've got a lot coming up. Playoff rolling. We're about to have our NFC and AFC championship game, and you know the boys are still in it, the Green Bay Packers. But before we talk about all that, Humph, you got a little something you want to ask me, a little, a little more spicy take, so go ahead. This is your time. So, it's almost the offseason, Dalton, and just because it's the offseason doesn't mean it's not important, okay? So, what I'm asking you is, players not named Deshaun Watson, because both of us think that he is, in fact, on the move, what big-name, superstar-level NFL players could you see, whether that be free agency or being traded, could you see on a different team next season? Well, we've talked about it before. I, I've asked you about it 300 times on this show, and you said not named Deshaun Watson, so I'm going to go with the other Texan superstar that I think will not play for the Texans. That's J.J. Watt. I keep asking you, is he going to leave? Is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? And it's finally looking like, yo, he's leaving. And when I said it last episode, or two episodes ago, Maybe a big trade with Deshaun to the Steelers. He gets to play with his brothers. Maybe he goes to Chicago with Khalil Mack. Maybe he comes back home with the Green Bay Packers. I don't know, but J.J. Watt, big name. He's not going to play for the Texans. That's my hot take. Humph, who do you have? Well, to touch on the J.J. Watt comment, you know, you asked me this before quite a while back, and I said, you know, no way he leaves Houston. He, he's, he's a superstar in Houston, one of the greatest Texans, if not the greatest Texan of all time. Uh, but if you ask me today, I agree with you. I think J.J. Watt is probably gone. Uh, I think that they're gonna, I think they're gonna have to rebuild the Houston Texans organization from the ground up, and so they're they're gonna clean shop, I, I believe. But as far as big name players uh, that I want to talk about, I've actually got a couple for you, and I, I want you, I want you to tell me what you think about these players leaving in free agency. I predict that Aaron Jones will be toting the rock for another team next season. What do you think about that? I think that's that's your boy, but... I think it's silly. Look... You drafted A.J. Dillon, though. Yes, but LaFleur likes to run by committee. That's why we had Jamal Williams. We kept him. That's why we have A.J. Dillon. He likes to have more than one running back, and they have a good dynamic I agree with that. I agree with that, but typically you don't have a superstar running back a part of a running back by committee team, run scheme. Let's be real. This season, not he didn't have as good a season he did last year. Are we making him a good season? Are we calling him a superstar running back? I think he's a superstar running back. Look, what 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 top number would you put him at? Is he top five? Is he top eight? Is he top ten in the league? I'd say top ten. I don't think he's top eight yet. And look, he he scores a lot of touchdowns, but his yards are still not to the level that I think. I want him to be. And but is that because of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball this year? Because I, I had him in fantasy, and I know for a fact that Aaron Rodgers threw a lot of touchdowns inside the five-yard line. Well, that's exactly what happened is we planned, and the whole plan, Matt LaFleur's offense is a run-first offense. Well, Aaron Rodgers had this revenge tour season we've talked about for so long, and throwing the ball, throwing the ball, it kind of diminished Aaron Jones' number. It doesn't take away how good of a player he is. And look, we've, we paid David Bakhtiari our left tackle. And so we haven't really paid. Devontae Adams is going to get paid. Aaron Jones is up next. And everybody knows he wants to get paid. He signed a new agent. He's going to get paid, and we're going to give him the money. Unlike your team, 
We, we, what? We, we, we gave everyone money. We've uh, given people too much money. Not Dakota. Which, He's about to get his money. Which? I'm sure that's your next one before, to play for the New England Patriots. Look, maybe not the New England Patriots, but I don't think Freezing that, cold take. What What deal does the Cowboys have to make? $35 million. To sign That's Dak? the number, $35 million. They'll if, do that. They'll do he, that. That's fine. But he, didn't they ask for the, Didn't he ask that last year and they said no? It wasn't the right time. So why is it now that, the right that, time? After an ankle injury and not even playing. Well, because through five weeks, he was the best quarterback in football. But do you risk... And obviously, we showed that we cannot win football games without Dakota Ray Prescott. We but, showed that. But do you risk paying a man that much money after having a bad injury like that? I mean, his his ankle in, was hanging. In this day and age, with with medical, medical science the way it is, if they say he's good to go, he's good to go. And I haven't heard any... You know, ligament damage, nerve damage, anything like that. I, I heard it was a clean break, and, and that's really not all that substantial. I mean, I, did you see on Instagram, they, they had this little stat about Tom Brady, and Dak Prescott was like, hold my crutches, and he added Z. So maybe he stayed that's awesome. the Cowboys. That's great. But I've seen a picture, and it was, you know, it was a little fan-made graphic, but it had Dak Prescott in a Saints jersey. Now, Okay, the Saints have no money, and that, that, that's going to lead me to my next one. We can continue the Dak Prescott talk, but the Saints are in trouble. I'm seeing where they're going to be over $100 million over the cap next season. And that's with Drew Brees retiring. So I don't, I don't know who they're going to be able to sign. I mean, they, they basically have to get that number under the cap with, with, and fill out an entire NFL roster. Well, we're talking about trades here. We're talking about somebody that could leave. Michael Thomas might my, that, not play in the same series. That, that literally, I, I promise you, that was my next comment. And he's getting surgery on like every part of his body. Get, so, so to lower this cap number, okay. And you don't, you, you can't lose Kamara. Kamara is the New Orleans Saints ride or die franchise guy. But Michael Thomas, a guy who is coming off a very, very disappointing year, could trade him. He's a big name. You could get you could get a lot of draft picks for it. Obviously, free up a lot of money in the cap room. And you know, with Drew Brees probably on the way out, I think I think that he has played his last game in a Saints uniform. The Saints' offensive dynamic is probably going to change. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but if it's Taysom Hill, is is Michael Thomas really that valuable anymore? Well, you also seen it too. Drew Brees talking on the sideline. Jameis Winston, Winston is sounding like to be the next guy up. Now, does that mean a quarterback competition in the spring? Who knows? Let me ask you this. Is Michael Thomas really worth that much anymore? Is he the same Michael Thomas that we've seen in years past? Well, I think that he can – I don't. I mean, hard to say that he can perform at the level that he was a season before this one because, you know, it was one of the best receiver seasons of all time. But he's obviously still a talented player, and there's a lot of value there. I simply mean he might not have as much value – to the Saints franchise. If they're going to be an Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, run first, you know, dink and dunk type offense, I don't know. Is Michael Thomas really all that valuable? You could you could you could go and draft a guy that that can get possession catches for you and, and kind of be the receiver in New Orleans, I think. And, and you could get you could still get a, a huge overhaul for trading Michael Thomas away. Yeah, and you know, just like with the Ravens and how they adapt their offense around Lamar Jackson, they can do that with Taysom Hill if he ends up being the guy. If they go with Jameis Winston, they can still kind of do what they've been doing, just with a different quarterback. I got two names for you. I want you to tell me where you think they're going to end up. And I don't know if they still have uh, time of the contract. Maybe they retire, hang up the boots. Two running backs that have been playing for a long, long time. We have Adrian Peterson and we have Frank Gore. Frank Gore just beat the Russian record. Yeah, he has the most rushing yards now. I think he's played 16 seasons. Okay, hold on now. 
You're way off on the rushing yards. What what record the, did he break? He's he's top three okay. all time rushing. Uh, the all time leading rusher is Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith, okay. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should have known better. But go ahead. So Frank Gore is he hanging up the boots? We've seen a lot of quarterbacks. You know, we think it's going to be their last time playing. Frank Gore is he got a couple more years in him? Uh, who could use a veteran running back like Frank Gore? And Adrian Peterson, he's been playing for the Lions for a while. Is he done? Do you think he's going to have a couple more years? I'm going to throw another name in there, Larry Fitzgerald. Talk to me about these three guys. I'm going to be honest. They're all three done. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're all three done. Uh, you know, I don't see any value in Frank Gore anymore. Obviously, Hall of Fame, first ballot, Hall of Famer career, but... No value there for me, you know, as far as the Jets go, they are, I think that the Jets will draft Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. Um, You know, as far as Adrian Peterson goes, uh, I don't really, I, he could, he could probably be a backup for a team. Uh, You know, there were times this year where he looked good. Most of the time he looked old. Um, But again, he's, he's obviously a, a, you know, Hall of Fame running back first ballot. Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend, one of your favorites. Um, has he not declared that he's retiring yet? Did he? I, I think I remember him. People talking about it, but I don't know if it was official yet. I, let me. I can research it here. But obviously, you know, Larry Fitzgerald. He's, he's not the. He's not the same guy that he was. You know, obviously that's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, DeAndre Hopkins' team as as the best receiver on it, getting getting passes from Kyler Murray. So you know, if he stays in plays, great. If he doesn't, you know, obviously unbelievable career. And but he, you know, those those guys, I don't see them signing with a new team. If they do stay in play, it will be with the team that they're currently on. Another player I wanted to bring up, and this kind of sidetracked us to another conversation, is Jason Witten, your boy, old cowboy legend. Is he still going to keep playing? And you know, there's a couple of rumors that apparently he might be gunning for the head coaching job at Tennessee, which brings us to the news Ooh. of Tennessee. Ooh. So let's sidetrack for a second. So tell me first. Is Jason Witten done? Well, could he be the he head coach? Be. Of he should have been done two years ago, three years ago as a Dallas Cowboy. He wanted that ring. You know, people ring chasing. Well, then I don't know why he went to the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, talk to me about Tennessee, what went down at that Boy. university, and Jason Witten as a head coach. What do you think about that? And also, we, we said it before, Tom Herman at Tennessee. How do you like those two options? Man, I would be steering as far clear from Tennessee as I possibly could. There would be no volunteering for that job. Do you see what I did there? Is that <laughs> a dad joke? Volunteer? Yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. they're paying kids on recruiting visits by putting cash in McDonald's food bags. What are you doing? Well, hold on. That, that's kind of smart if you think no, about it. No, what are you doing? In this day and age... With social media, with internet, with technology the way it is, you just think that that was going to go under the wraps for forever? I mean, I, I, I wow, I, I think that there's going to be huge allegations coming towards the volunteer football program if this is true. And if I'm Jason Witten and Tom Herman, I am, I am taking my coaching talents elsewhere. Well, if you had to pick between the two, you know, Tom Herman has had a lot of experience coaching. Jason Witten, not so much, but he's a veteran of the game. Who well, he you, did go to. He also he, he, did go to Tennessee. He's alumni. So if you're a Tennessee fan, which coach would you rather have stepping up? I mean, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm probably saying Jason Witten just because of the alumni factor. Uh, and you know, it's just for it'd be his first coaching job, and that's a major that's a major job, obviously. Uh, but you know, maybe with the turmoil that's probably going to take place with these allegations, 
maybe maybe it's an easier pass for Jason Witten to get started. Uh, you know, he doesn't need a, a job b- below, you know, a pretty pretty prominent a- uh, SEC program. Uh, you know, Tom Herman, honestly, he's good enough to get a big job somewhere else, uh, and I, I, I don't know that I would take on this challenge. Well, let's be real. We, we've, we've heard rumors. We, we've heard stories. You know, FBS recruiting, people get paid. Tennessee just got caught with the McDonald's bag. They fired their coach. A lot of stuff going down. But you think Jason Witten is done after this year. That's it? Uh, yeah, I would think so. So going back to more players about the free agency and trades, another player that you know has been rumored and brought up is Mitchell Trubisky of the Bears. Are the Bears going to move on from him? You know, Deshaun Watson is an option, maybe draft. What is your opinion on Mitchell Trubisky? Is he going to stay a backup for the Bears? Is he going to go somewhere else? Or are they going to continue giving him the rock and being the starter? Well, I think I think it boils down to one thing: Can you trade for Deshaun Watson? And if I'm and if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm absolutely trading the kitchen sink for a talent like Deshaun Watson. And if that happens, Trubisky will be dealt. If it doesn't, I think Trubisky stays. Uh, he got him into the playoffs. You know, he had a he had an okay end of the season. Uh, you know, you saw you saw guys like David Montgomery succeed, um, and maybe. Maybe that was just a coincidence, but he started playing good when Mitchell Trubisky took took the reins at quarterback over Nick Foles. So if Deshaun Watson's in the picture, Trubisky's out. If he's not, I think Trubisky's in. And let's let's be fair here. Mitchell Trubisky is the first ever MVP, the Nickelodeon MVP <laughs> award. Greatest honor for that man. Really, I saw Barstool was uh, they yeah. made some shirts for it. That's actually pretty we need cool. Some copies of that. <laughs> yeah. But talking about Deshaun Watson, I know we're not supposed to mention him because we've been talking about him. But it seems like that his number one landing spot right now, like what people project, is the Jets. They think Jets have two first round picks. They think that the Texans will get either because they have two first round this year and two first round next year. They're thinking they can get one from this year, one from next year. That's a win-win for both sides. What's your opinion on Deshaun of the Jets? Okay, so but or so I like what you're saying, and they have the most to offer, you know, uh, money-wise, pick-wise, all that. But do you take off one of those picks and throw in Mr. Sam Darnold to See, go to the I, Houston Texans? I was thinking that too, and I think Sam just needs a new place to play to prove himself. Just like he ain't proven nothing. Just let like me, Ryan me, Tannehill let, let, of the Titans. <laughs> he is. Oh man, he's not Ryan Tannehill. I, I will. I will say that first. Uh, but I think you're right. He needs a fresh start. You know, maybe that can jumpstart his career. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill is a good example. Wasn't that spectacular in Miami. Goes to Tennessee and is pretty underrated if you look at the stats. But, yeah, Deshaun Watt, I mean, there's a lot of good options. I saw today where a lot of people think that the Carolina Panthers are a dark horse for this. And, dude, put put him on the Carolina Panthers offense with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. That's pretty scary if you ask me. Uh and and you know you brought up you brought up the the Pittsburgh Steelers you brought up you know we talked about the Chicago Bears I've brought up the Atlanta Falcons you know all teams I, I was looking at it the other night Dalton and I'm sorry I'm sidetracked but I think that potentially there could be 16 teams next year with a new starting quarterback wow and I won't go through all of them but you know for one reason or another retirement trade free agency whatever i think that there could be as many as 16 teams with a new starting quarterback for opening day next season well look we're talking about the panthers if you're the texans are you okay with taking teddy and of course this is if the so sean saying, and teddy switch so, okay. are you okay as a houston texan having teddy as your quarterback it's better than it's better than the alternative i mean you know if you can get a high enough draft pick where you feel like you can draft a guy that can fill that role great but 
you know, you know, short term, maybe long term. I would, I wouldn't mind Teddy Bridgewater. He's shown success. He just, he kind of was injured this year, and you know, no Christian McCaffrey, so he kind of put him in a in a lose lose situation. But if I'm the Texans, you know, we're not going to be very good next year. Period. I don't, I don't. They're not a playoff team. They're they're way behind where the Tennessee Titans are at. They're way behind where the Indianapolis Colts are at, and. Are they behind where my Jacksonville Jaguars are at? I'm adopting. Let me let me just let this be known. I am adopting the Jacksonville Jaguars as my Cinderella team for 2021. Really? Yes. Hot take. I was right about the Bills this year. You were wrong about the Cardinals. The Bills are getting ready to possibly punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. So yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars are my one to two year Cinderella team. I mean, over your Cowboys? Okay, stop. Because that, that's, 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 that's a Cinderella that's, team. Let's be real here. That's not a Cinderella that team. That is definitely a Cinderella Embarrassing team. Embarrassing that you just said that in my presence. I would never pick anything or anyone over the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to be fine, okay? And I'm not even getting into that, but we're going to be fine. We're signing Dak Prescott. Don't even worry about it. Let me bring up another name to you. Actually, I'm going to bring up a team, okay? The Miami Dolphins. They have a lot of money. You know, do they keep Tua? Do they lose Tua? But here's what they need to do. They need to go out and get a number one stud receiver. And a couple of names that come to mind on that are Julio Jones, could he get dealt to Miami? Allen Robinson, could he go to Miami in free agency? Chris Godwin, could he go to Miami in free agency? Uh, Antonio Brown, you know, where what if I feel like if Tom Brady isn't a Buccaneer next year, if he retires, neither will Antonio Brown. And 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 maybe maybe he lands in Miami, but I think that Miami is a star receiver away from being a regular playoff team. What do you think? Man, I like Miami, and I think you're right. But if they're going to do this, they shouldn't lose their first-round pick. I think they need this first-round pick to pick up somebody, somebody young. They already have a young quarterback. It seems like a young defense, this coach that's kind of newer to the system. Keep it young. Draft high. You have two first-round picks. Use it to your advantage. I don't know how I feel about taking an older receiver like that, like a Julio they, Jones. They could draft. You're exactly right. They have a great draft pick. They could draft, you know, someone that they think can take that number one spot: Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, someone like that. And we've seen in a couple draft uh, mock drafts that pick twenty two, people are saying Miami gets Najee Harris. So maybe if you can, if you think you're going to be able to get Najee Harris so late in the draft, maybe use that first pick for a receiver trade for a Julio Jones. But man, they're in such a good situation right now because of the Texans. Take advantage of it and use it. I have a question for you. And people have been saying it and I don't know, it seems a little bit a little a little hot take ish. But people are saying maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars Instead of using their first-round pick, instead of getting Trevor Lawrence, trade for they Watson. trade for Deshaun, they give the first pick to the Texans, and then the Texans seemingly get Trevor Lawrence. Battle of the Clemson quarterbacks. If you're the Ooh. owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which Clemson quarterback are you taking, Deshaun Watson or you know this, this recruit that people are saying is the greatest since Peyton Manning and Trevor Lawrence? Who's your pick? That is a that is awesome. And that's, that's a an that's awesome, a super win win for both teams. Yep. And, and here's what it boils down to, Dalton. Let's say let's let's take the picks out of it. Let's take let's take all that out of it. Cap room, none of that. I'm strictly talking about Deshaun Watson versus Trevor Lawrence. Here's what you have to decide. You have to decide as a general manager, do I want the next ten years of Deshaun Watson, or do I want the next ten years of Trevor Lawrence? That's what you have to decide. You have to decide. Which one aligns better with what you're looking for in an offense, in a quarterback, and go from there? Um, 
And I'm going to be honest, if Ryan Humphreys uh, is the is the general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that just went 1-15, a team that has the most cap room in the NFL, a team that has young receivers that can make plays, a team that has a rookie undrafted free agent running back that just ran for over 1,000 yards, I'm sticking with Trevor Lawrence. I'm sticking with Trevor Lawrence because... I want to open a new page in my dynasty. I want to get the Jacksonville Jaguars back to the AFC Championship like they were against the Patriots years ago. And and I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson can't do that, but obviously Deshaun Watson has some issues with, with, with management if it doesn't work out. And I'm not saying that he's at fault, but I'm I, those are just facts, okay? He has a problem with the Houston Texans organization. What if that happens to the Jacksonville Jaguars and we miss out on the Golden Goose Trevor Lawrence? You know, possibly the best NFL drafty quarterback that we've seen since Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, guys of that nature. And so for that, I'm sticking with the number one pick. I feel like it was gifted to me anyways. The New York Jets made a mistake in my mind, and I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Man, too, you're talking about this young team trying to build brand-new coach, Urban Meyer. Yep. Oh, I, I didn't even mention that. First-year yeah. coaching in the NFL, you know, great college coach. I think you're right. Now, me, if, if Dalton Meyer's doing it, I'm going to Sean Watson. And, of course – it comes down to experience and the fact that Deshaun Watson has proven himself already. And look what he did this year. He and we've said it before. If they if the Texans have a winning season, man, Deshaun Watson may beat Aaron Rodgers out for MVP. Something that could be discussed. So I'm going with a more experienced veteran. Not saying Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence on the Texans could be really fun. Yeah, too. and I don't I don't think you're wrong. I'm just strictly saying what I would do. But obviously, it's a win win for both in my mind. Uh, let me ask you this. Who would Trevor Lawrence rather play for? And I think the answer is easy. Definitely Jacksonville. Yeah, I think definitely Jacksonville, especially because, I mean, the Houston Texans organization is a bit of a dumpster fire at the moment. Yeah, and there's there's this thing online that that the rumor is that nobody wants to coach for the Texans yeah, right. because of the management problems I'll do and, it. and the hostility, I'll of do course. It. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, the Chiefs offensive coordinators got interviewed. Maybe he gets a job. Maybe Deshaun stays. But if I'm Trevor Lawrence... I'm definitely going with Urban Meyer, a successful college coach and a young team. And look, you're in Jacksonville. Everyone wants to be. Jacksonville's a great place, great uh, great culture, great stadium. I'm going Jacksonville. I think that's a more comfortable spot. Uh, and one more thing before we start getting the scores is the Atlanta Falcons. You talked about Deshaun going to Atlanta Falcons, but uh, Kevin Marshall from FCS Nation Radio said Trey Lance maybe to the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think about that? Trey Lance going to Atlanta Falcons or maybe Deshaun going to Atlanta Falcons? And if they can get Deshaun, what do they do with Julio? Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. And, and this comes in where I said that I believe 16 NFL teams could play with a new quarterback next season. So let me break that down a little bit. If a team like the Atlanta Falcons, a team like the San Francisco 49ers, a team like the Detroit Lions, teams with, with current quarterbacks, current competent NFL quarterbacks, if they take if they take their quarterback future to the draft this year, you would almost you would almost be certain that they're going to trade their current quarterback away. So by that I mean Matt Ryan for the Falcons, Matthew Stafford for the Lions, Jimmy Garoppolo for the Niners, Teddy Bridgewater for Carolina, people like that. So if Atlanta is to trade or to draft Trey Lance, they're gonna trade away Matt Ryan in my mind. And and you know, who do they trade him to? Do they trade him to a Saints? Do they trade him to a 49ers and the 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Do, where do the New England Patriots come in? That would be a New England Patriots move to nab a Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan type guy. So you see what I'm saying? You know, One draft pick by a team like that can really alter the future for other teams and who their starting quarterback is. 
Yeah, and like you said, Trey Lance has a couple different spots. He can go to New England is up there, but they could also trade for a quarterback. A lot of different things, but it seems the big issue is Deshaun Watson, where he's going to end up. Man, you mentioned the name, Matthew Stafford. What if somebody traded Matthew yep. Stafford away for a quarterback? Yep. That'd be really fun to see. Yep. He He's Matthew one of the Stafford most the underrated quarterbacks. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No no number nine, though. That yep. number nine is gone. <laughs> right, right. But Deshaun Watson is the main you know trade Does option. that happen? Does the Deshaun deal happen before the NFL draft, yes or no? I think it depends. When's on, the draft? April. Yeah. So I, we've got we've got four months for that to or three months for that to happen. Now I think what comes down to it is who the Texans hire as a head coach. I think okay. if they can get that Chiefs offensive coordinator, I think Deshaun might consider it. I think he maybe he tries it out a little bit and see where it goes. Maybe he holds out if he doesn't like it. But I think it's going to come down to who they hire. If they hire a defensive minded coach, which he kind of showed frustration towards, he's gone. He he will he will want out. He will want to trade. But uh, I think it, does, it depends on the coach. But you never know. And that'll be after the Super Bowl. I mean, he, he you know. Benyemi's not going to get hired while he's still on the Chiefs. That would be after the Super Bowl, or if they lose this weekend, you know, it could yeah. be any time. But I agree with you. I think that they need to get a coach quickly, figure out what they're going to do, and decide to deal Watson or not deal Watson. Yeah, maybe maybe they get a receiver. Maybe they get a Julio, and they say, "Look, we're building an offense for you. We have it. We can draft somebody, and we're getting this great coach. Consider it. Maybe he spends one more year or something like that. We'll have to see." A lot of trade things going on. We will be covering it. We'll be tweeting about it. We'll be talking about it. So we'll keep an eye on that. Let's roll into some scores. Our four playoff games. The first one, ooh, I like talking about it. The Packers and the Rams, 32-18. to 18. The Packers win. The Packers had 400-plus offensive yards against the number one defense in the NFL. Humph, talk to me about this game. And, man, how good do my boys look? Hype me up a little bit. Well, you know, I said it. I said it before this game. I gave the Rams no chance. And this one truly, it was never close. Regardless of what the score was at any time, this game was never close. The Packers dominated. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, seamlessly threw the ball around the yard. Aaron Jones looked really good. Um, Alan Lazard, your boy your boy Alan Lazard made some really big plays. Devontae Adams didn't statistically have a huge game. He caught a touchdown, but I was having a conversation with, with some other people, you know, the whole uh, Ramsey versus Devontae Adams battle, blah, blah, blah. Just because Devontae didn't have his best game of the season does not mean that Jalen Ramsey won, quote-unquote. If, if, if Devontae is taking Jalen Ramsey out of the mix and other players are, are succeeding in the pass game, Robert Tunyon, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, Alan Lazard, guys like that, then Devontae Adams as a number one receiver is doing his job. Because at the end of the day, I know this sounds cliche, but it's about the Packers winning in that case. And, and if And if... Devontae Adams, you know, his his job that day is to put the focus on on other guys as receivers and they win because of it, then it doesn't matter. And 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 because of that, the Packers are, are playing this weekend for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we saw it just like you said, Alan Lazard had himself a game. And even with keeping Jalen Ramsey away from everybody, Devontae Adams was still able to score. Yep. So it shows how good Devontae Adams is, how good Aaron Rodgers is. He's looking. But Aaron Rodgers had a couple Couple throws that were almost picked, the drop. A little nervous, get get a little bit a uh, little bit too worried. But Packers NFC Championship, they're gonna be facing the Bucks in Green Bay in the frozen tundra. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be a fun game. We're gonna do the pick them for that one. Let's move on to the next one: the Bills and the Ravens. And boy, 
What a rough game this was. 17-3. The Bills come out with a win. Barely. Both this one was teams hard to watch. Pretty bad. This one was hard to watch. Now, I, I can't even ask good Bills game or bad Ravens game. This was a bad on both ways. Talk to me about this game. Yeah, below average game for the Bills. Horrendous game for the Ravens. They had no offense, you know, towards the end of the game. Lamar Jackson was taken out for concussion protocol. I don't know that it would have mattered, though. You know, he threw a 101-yard pick six uh, to, to, a, to a Bills defensive back. Um... You know, I, I I like the Bills. I love Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs had a huge game. He was about the only bright side of this game. But, you know, we're going to pick this game in a little bit. And it obviously comes down to, to one big question. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But the Bills have a shot. Um, but they're they're going to have to play better than they did this last weekend. Yeah, Bills play the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Next game we're going to talk about is the Browns and the Chiefs. Man, I believe Land. We wanted it. We wanted it what really badly. It was a great game. What a game. But incredible year for the Browns. Big news that happened in this game. Humph will talk about it. End of the score was 22 to 17. Browns, they look really good coming the next year. They had their first playoff win since what, 2002? It's been a while. Baker Mayfield, they got their franchise guy. The Chiefs, talking about this game and no, what happened. First playoff win since 2002. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, first playoff. No, first playoff appearance since 2002. First playoff win in way longer than that. So, yeah, huge, great year for the Cleveland Browns. If you're a Cleveland fan, you know, props to you. I know it was a fun year, but to get back on what Dalton was saying, Patrick Mahomes looks like he is in concussion protocol. He wasn't able to finish the game down the stretch. Chad Henney, anything anything is is possible. I mean, freaking balls of steel on that last play. What a run to get it to fourth and inches. Andy Reid. Absolute ice in his veins, throws it on fourth and one to seal the deal. If they don't get it, Dalton, they probably lose. Well, and they're also, and going back to the Mahomes situation is, it sounds like they're trying to say that it's a neck injury, some neck pain, neck nerve uh, nerve issues to get out of this protocol situation. Listen, you're a a fool if you don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to play this game. You are a fool. You're a fool because Kansas City is going to do everything they can to have Patrick Mahomes ready for Sunday. And you're a fool because the NFL is going to do everything they can to have Patrick Mahomes ready for Sunday. And, you know, you sent me earlier uh, Colin Cowherd saying that they should postpone the game until Patrick Mahomes is ready. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, That is, I mean, you're just talking to be heard at that point. But he'll be ready for Sunday. The NFL wants that, you know. I mean, it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect ending. You've got the new AFC Young Guns. You've got Allen versus Mahomes. I tweeted I tweeted a week ago that this is the new Brady versus Manning. I, I predicted this. On the other side, I know we're going to get to it in a second, but you've got the two goats. I mean, you've got two of the greatest, if not the two greatest, quarterbacks in NFL history, Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, it's I mean, I mean it's 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 what the NFL wanted. You're going to have a young upcoming superstar versus a seasoned all-time first ballot Hall of Famer in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's the NFL dream, I can promise you. Yeah, what a cool story. Four great quarterbacks, the young heads versus the old heads. It's going to be really fun to watch. The final game, the Buccaneers versus Saints, and uh and what everybody thinks is Drew Brees' last game in the Superdome. Look, the Saints struggled a little bit. Now I'm going to ask you: Was this a good Bucks game? Bad Saints game? Bucks get to win thirty to twenty. I mean, the Bucks look good, but the Saints also looked really bad. I think the Saints looked bad. I think the Bucks offense looked bad uh, because they won by what they win by ten with four turnovers. Mm-hmm. They won by ten with four turnovers. That does not make sense. 
Incredible game by the Bucks defense. Shout out my boy Devin White. That guy is all over the field. What a night for him. He's definitely the MVP of this one. It wasn't Tom Brady. Tom Brady did what he had to do, but offensively the Bucks kind of quiet. So, I uh, you know I think that the I think that the NFC Championship is going to come down to can the Packers offense beat the Bucks defense? And earlier in the year. Aaron Rodgers had his absolute one of his worst games of his entire career against this tough Bucks defense. Now, before we get into those games and pick them, man, let's talk about Drew Brees for a second. You know, there's Broke been players heart. in the NFL, but like this one kind of hit different because when I first started watching NFL, Drew Brees was there. One of my favorite games, Matt Eleven, Drew Brees was the cover. Yep, yep. So, you know, what is your reaction to this potentially being Drew Brees' last game? You know, how do you feel about it? And uh, what legacy does Drew Brees leave? Well, you said it best. Um, we're, you know, you and I are at the age where we can really appreciate a guy like Drew Brees because he was one of our first superstars. You know, Brady, Brees, Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, that, that age group of guys. We're kind of at the end of that, and it's sad uh, because you know Drew Brees is he he was he was a true professional. He did it the right way. Um, I mean, how could you not like that guy? I mean, he was a winner. He 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 overcame adversity. You know, a smaller guy went to you know not a great college. Won the Rose Bowl at that college, Purdue. You know, started as a Charger, ended as the greatest Saint of all time. Has countless NFL records. And, and I mean, it's sad. It broke my heart to see that that was the way that it went down. You know, you saw a video of him walking into the tunnel. He turns around, looks back into the Superdome one last time, and you got to figure that this probably was his last game. Yeah, one of my favorite memories with Drew Brees was after the hurricane. You know, they come out and they get the win for the Saints in the Superdome. Uh, honoring the hurricane on everything that happened. Drew Brees, what a great player, what a great guy. I know you saw after, you know, he came out with Tom Brady. They had a little exchange. Tom Brady threw the football to his kids. It's a really cool moment. Really sad to see Drew Brees goes. You know, you're talking about uh, players that we grew up watching. The first player, the first three players I remember were Eli Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. And then, you know, once I became like a true diehard Packers fan, I learned all them. But Drew Brees, Eli Manning, those were my first couple people. And uh, the other quarterback is Tom Brady, who's still kicking it. And uh, speaking of Tom Brady, NFC Championship, this is our pick em. Bucks versus Packers in the frozen tundra of Green Bay. Last time they played, man, it was bad. Rodgers was getting sacked almost every play. He was throwing picks everywhere. We looked awful. The Bucks, Tom Brady getting it done. We said in the beginning of this year, the Bucks are a team to be worried for. They're going to make the playoffs. And here they are in the NFC Championship. So, Humph, for the NFC, going to the Super Bowl, who is your pick, Bucks versus the Packers? Before you even go, you know my pick. It's the Packers. I think we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I think this is our year. I think we learned from what happened that last game, and we're going to be able to adapt. The biggest issue was that they blitzed us all game long, and we have a great offensive line. We have an all-pro center. And even though we lost David Bakhtiari, our offensive line is still really good. And uh, Devontae Adams is that guy. We have the MVP of the league. Packers are going to win it in a revenge game, and we're going to the Super Bowl to face somebody from the AFC. Humph, who you got? Don't do it. I w- okay, listen. Listen. You better have a good reason if listen, you're going to do it. I want to first hear that I was cor- I want. I want. I want you to say it, that I was correct when I said I think the Packers, you know, get to the NFC title game, but I would be worried – if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make it to the NFC title game too, because it is a scary team, and any Tom Brady-led playoff team really worries me. 
I mean, you're right, but I, I said that. You're right, but I think it's Tom Brady that I should be scared of, not that Bucks team. We watched the Bucks and Saints game, and I didn't see much. But Tom Brady's still playoff Tom. Don, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't do it. And coming into this episode, I was leaning one way, and I, you know, I, I probably think that the Packers are going to win this. They, they probably will. And they're deserving. They they were the best team in the NFC this season. In my mind, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the NFL this year. But I'm taking the Bucks in this one. I, I I they worry me. And I said that I said that weeks ago. I said it before the playoffs started. Don't let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get hot. Don't let the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's get winning, because they would worry me. And I'm I'm worried that the Bucks are going to win this. And listen, I'm not being biased. I don't like either team. I'm completely <laughs> rooting for the AFC in this in this race. I want the Bills to win it. I want the Chiefs to win it. Either one of those over the Bucks and the Packers. But yeah, give me give me the Bucks this weekend. That's crazy to say, but I am I am truly excited to watch this one. And man, I agree with you. I I am worried for the Bucks, but I'm not worried about the Bucks offense. I'm worried about the Bucks defense. That's what beat us last time. And man, Rogers throwing picks, setting them up, and all Brady had to do was throw a little fade to Gronk. The offense didn't really do much when they played us. It's because the defense set them up, and they have a great defense. They know the formula to beat the Packers. So maybe, but you know, we're a completely different team than we were from week four. We're a whole lot better. We're a whole lot faster. Our run game is great, and the, especially our defense. Our defense stepped up. Jair Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Adrian Amos, one of the best safeties. We have a three-headed monster on the D-line. We even have a great nose guard, Kenny Clark, plugging it up. I love the Packers. I love my boys. I'm nervous for the Bucks, but I think we get it done. And we're going to face the winner of the AFC Championship, which is our last pick AFC Championship, Bills at the Chiefs. They're in Kansas City, but look, let's be real. Even though Patrick Mahomes might get cleared, is he 100%? You know, Josh Allen, the Bills, struggle against the Ravens. This could be a really good matchup. Who's going to face whichever GOAT makes it in the NFC? Which young head will represent the AFC hump? It's as simple as this, Dalton. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Patrick Mahomes plays. The Chiefs win. The Chiefs win like they, they like they should all year. They're going to have the opportunity to two-peat. They're deserving of that. They're worthy of that. You know, typically I'm not a dynasty guy. I usually root against that, but... I love Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I really like the Chiefs. Andy Reid's awesome. Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyree Kill. Those guys are really incredibly fun to watch. And, and it's a special team, what we're seeing. So if Patrick Mahomes plays, the Chiefs win. Man. Now, if he doesn't, I'm going the Buffalo Bills. I, I don't see Chad Henney being able to keep up with, with Josh Allen's firepower, the hot streak that he has been on. And, yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. I think that if Patty doesn't play, the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. I'm going with the Bills, and this is my straight up, why. Straight, straight up. up, okay. I think even okay. if Mahomes plays, and I, I saw the video of, of after he got hit, dude, his legs were shaking, he could barely stand up. So even if they can find a way to clear him, I don't think Mahomes will be at 100%. I think he's going to struggle. I think the Bills defense, and we talked about it, this Bills defense has been built for years and years. They've drafted, they've, they've brought some guys in for this defense, and the Chiefs defense is okay. And I think that with the Bills, their passing offense, they're going to be able to get it done. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, you know, they're best friends. They talk about it all the time. That duo is great. Now, this is my only worry about the Bills. They have zero run game. They have no run game at all. So the Chiefs can play around that. They know that they're not going to run the ball very much. They can get, you know, have more corners in the backfield, kind of do better coverage. Look, I love the Chiefs. And I think before the injury happened, it was Chiefs-Packers outright. 
man, I'm worried about Mahomes. Even if they can get him on the field, I think he's going to, you know, I don't know, all it takes is one hit. All it takes is one hit from a defensive lineman, get his head rocked a little bit, and he's out, and it's Chad Henning. So I'm going to go with the Bills. I love Josh Allen. It could be a really good matchup. Packers, Bills, in the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, give me the Buffalo Bills. I'm excited, Dalton. They're, they're two awesome games, you know. It's that time of year. It's the nitty-gritty. This is what you play for. You play for the Lombardi Trophy, and you got to win this game to get there. So I am, I am truly excited. Yeah, so we had a great episode. Talked about all about trading and free agency and retirement. We got to talk about our playoff games. We have our NFC and AFC championship. We're gonna have our Super Bowl episode coming up with a very special guest. We're not gonna tell you. You'll you'll find out. It's, it's gonna be a really fun episode. But the Super Bowl gonna happen. We're super excited about it. And uh, Hump, any last words? I'm really excited for that episode. That one's gonna be special for me. You know, we're not gonna name the guest, but we're really excited. We're uh, we're bringing on a Super Bowl PhD, if you will, uh, and it's gonna be a fun episode. Obviously, Super Bowl Sunday is a national holiday, or it should be, and, and that whole week it's a lot of fun. You know, the the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay. Could it be the first? No. It would be the fir- listen. It would be the first, the first time that the host city, that the 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 team that the NFL team that is in that city plays in that Super Bowl. It'd be the first time in NFL history. And it's the first time they're not going to have a full stadium. Ain't that a shame? Just imagine if Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay plays in the Super and Bowl in Tampa Bay and they were able to pack the house. Unfair. Wow. Yeah. And I have wow. a hot, Before we end the episode, I have a hot take. Tampa Bay Stadium might be my favorite stadium. Really? They have an entire pirate ship I've been. in the stadium. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I've been. Big it's, pirate it's awesome. guy. That, that place is really cool. I used to think, ah, you know, it's probably just a makeshift pirate ship. No, no. Pirates of the Caribbean-level pirate ship on mm, this thing. I mean, so it's gigantic. Cool. And then, look, their logo with the flag and the sword. The, their new the uniforms box. are incredible yeah. this year. They fixed them. I didn't, I, know I, liked, I didn't like the ones from years past, but these are incredible. Yeah, I'm a big Bucks guy. It's unfortunate that Packers have to take them out. <laughs> but uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you go listen to our episode with Kevin Marshall of FCS Nation Radio as we get rolling the FCS football and we start covering that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. And, you know, we update it all the time. We're posting everything, giving you everything during the game. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Dog, we play in a month, dog. Are you excited? I'm really I'm excited. I'm pumped, baby. And we got some some things cooking for when the season starts. Oh, I'm pumped, Especially baby. Especially Sam Houston Bearcat I'm football. pumped, baby. We got a lot of things coming for you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next time.